Hi, and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and chemistry whiz, Ellen Fidian, is talking to us about why a tiny boson is turning up in news stories around the world, with yours truly, Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist who is so cool she made a joke about quark gluon plasma in her high school yearbook. After a decade of work, a team of more than 400 scientists have delivered an incredibly precise measurement of a subatomic particle. But shockingly, the measurement isn't quite what the researchers were expecting. It sits in tension with the standard model of particle physics. So the question that we're asking today is, does this mean physics is broken? And I think the best way to start, Ellen, is maybe to unpack what the standard model actually is. Absolutely. So the standard model is our best way to explain things that are smaller than atoms, so Mm -hmm. subatomic particles. Now, you might remember from high school, listeners might remember from high school, atoms of protons, neutrons and electrons, but the protons and the neutrons are also made up of things. The standard model is basically this set of theories and laws that ultimately describe these 17 subatomic particles that make up the fundamental building blocks of nature. So essentially the standard model explains the basic building blocks of matter and how they interact. So some of those subatomic particles are responsible for physical matter. So you talked about protons and neutrons inside an atom. So they aren't actually the smallest pieces of matter. We've got quarks that make up protons and neutrons. So they're an example of a fermion, which is one of these matter particles. But we also have these force particles that we call bosons. So for example, you might have heard of a photon. So that's all caught up with the electromagnetic force. So there are 17 of them, which means that we have sort of one for each kind of matter and each kind of force. Yeah. Um, So this standard model, it was finalized in the 1970s. I, because I'm a chemist, I like to think about it kind of like I think about the periodic table. Yeah. Um, And a lot, because, you know, it organizes these 17 subatomic particles. And a lot like the periodic table, once they'd finalized it, it predicted the existence and the properties of several things that physicists hadn't seen experimentally yet, um, but they have since confirmed. So like the Higgs boson, which they announced in 2012, that was something that was was predicted by the standard model that they hadn't yet seen experimentally, but then they were able to show it. And I do remember when they confirmed the existence of the Higgs boson, that was huge, right? Was because that's the deal. It's huge. It's, I mean, it's the particle that basically gives all other fundamental particles mass. So they predicted it and then they measured it. And that is pretty intense. Mm. So I guess the next thing to talk about, Ellen, is can you just sort of take us through how do the physicists know these things? We're talking about particles that are so small, we can't see them. How do we even start to understand? Well, exactly. We can barely even see atoms. So a lot of this work is done in things called particle accelerators. So they're big machines that fire very fast beams of particles around. And when they smash together, the signals they send out can give physicists ideas about what the subatomic particles are involved. So the Large Hadron Collider, which was involved in the Higgs boson discovery, Mm -hmm. um, that's one. Before the Large Hadron Collider, the biggest accelerator in the world was a thing called Tevatron, which is at a place called Fermilab in Illinois in the US. Um, When the LHC came online, they shut down the Tevatron because they had a bigger one um, and there were funding cuts as well. But even though it was shut down 11 years ago now, 2011, researchers are still investigating data from it because the amount of information they got out of this thing was so rich. 
Yeah, and it is taking a long time for experimental physicists to kind of catch up with the theoretical physicists. Mm. But I guess what is really important to unpack here is why these mass measurements even matter. It's all to do with testing theories, right? So the standard model makes a number of predictions and then the researchers set out to confirm these predictions. Um, So particle accelerators have confirmed a number of standard model predictions. The Higgs is one. There have been a few others as well, but not all of them have aligned. So the scientists involved at Fermilab have just released a value for one of these subatomic particles that's uh, at a particle called the W boson. They've just released a value for its mass and they're calling it the most robust measurement to date. But this mass is significantly larger than what the standard model predicts. So this is, is this where this significant tension comes in? It seems like a problem if there's something that we're measuring that sort of contradicts what we've theorised. Yeah, absolutely. So they've just published this paper in Science describing what they've done and what they've found, and it's just it's not faintly within experimental error. The number that they have come up with is completely different to what the standard model says that it should be. Um, and if people are really interested, I really recommend the, the paper is open access and designed for interested readers. So looking through the introduction and the conclusion you can get a bit more detail on exactly what this means oh that's really good i feel like often a a paper on particle physics isn't necessarily super accessible yeah um i guess the next question to ask is you know they've said that this is this is different they've had a lot of variation Hmm. how do we know that they've got the right answer well they're not sure that they do have the right answer but they certainly have put a lot of work into it and they say that this is the most precise measurement that they've ever taken to date so they had 4.2 million candidate observations. It took them nine years to collect all of this stuff, so 2002 through to 2011. There were 400 scientists on this science paper describing it, all kind of signing off on it, and they actually, they blinded themselves to the results while they were analysing all of this data, so they did not know the final number that they were working towards. So when they actually came, like, uncovered the result, it was a massive surprise to them as well. And so... If these results are so different, I guess we have the standard model that explains the forces in our universe and we know that the universe works, but now we have experiments saying that this model that we're basing all these laws of physics on isn't correct. Is physics broken and do we need to be at all worried? Well, we're still here, right? So I don't know if we personally need to be alarmed about it. Um, And I should point out the researchers say that they want to do another experiment to confirm this. So they want there there could still be some sort of error in their data. They don't think there is, but they they still want someone else to follow it up and say, yep, absolutely, this is the value that we have. I appreciate that rigour. I know. It's it's a lot of work. Um, But, yeah, this is a really big challenge to the standard model. And, like, we know the standard model is not perfect. It doesn't really account for gravity properly or not at all yeah Um, uh, so yeah dark matter is another problem with the standard model so we might be seeing something new emerging over the next couple of decades it's kind of like the turn of the 19th 20th century the switch from thinking an atom is like a solid ball that's positively charged to the kind of quantum planetary model we have of atoms now so it could be a really really big paradigm shift. There have been some anomalies before. There was a a muon observation last year from the same particle accelerator that, again, challenged the standard model. 
So essentially what you're saying is this is a very exciting time, right? So if we, we went from understanding this plum pudding model mm. to a more complete and correct understanding of an atom, mm. so we could actually, blowing apart the standard model isn't necessarily a bad thing. It, what we're really doing is just unlocking that knowledge so we can understand the universe at a more fundamental level but also a more correct level. Yeah, exactly. It's a big paradigm shift. It's it's exciting times for physicists. And if the results hold up, then it's like we're in for a really exciting ride in particle physics. Um, what I would say is very unsurprising is that the physicists want more research before they're really comfortable saying that, yeah, sure. we've definitely broken the standard model. They, they want other people to confirm their data. And so, you know, more particle accelerators for all, I suspect. <laughs> What a good message as a takeaway. <laughs> thank you so much, Ellen, and thank you to everyone else for listening. Be sure to keep an ear out for our next instalment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. Listener. Yes, the rumours are true. From Listener and Cosmos comes a brand new weekly podcast that's going to answer all those weird and wacky questions you never thought you'd know the answer to, or that you just couldn't be bothered looking up online. We don't judge here. But this isn't science like you remember from high school. Oh no, you can leave the Bunsen burners and ill-fitting lab coats aside. This is the science you wish you got to study. The science that explains the who's, the what's, and the why's of life. Like, how does the rapid antigen test work? You do the swab thing and the swish thing and the drop thing, and then what happens? We can tell you that. Or how does popping candy work? Yeah, bet you never thought of that one, did you? Don't worry, we can tell you that too. We're also delving into how old the Earth is and why we know it, how we survived the last pandemic and how sunscreen works, and perhaps the greatest mystery of our times. Why does soft drink from McDonald's taste so much better than normal soft drink? Only the biggest questions here, folks. Oh, and we're going to answer all of those questions in 10 minutes or less. Really? Huh? Science Explained is launching very soon, so subscribe on the Listener app to make sure you're front row when the first episode drops.